It's Thank lit. You. Thank you for coming by, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, you did so much help. Like, big papa shit for me tonight. I really appreciate that. Got the studio in its new order. I really just sat there and watched you plug a bunch of stuff together. <laughs> plug and play for the most part. I don't know what happened to my sub, but anyways. So, life is a Mitch. Mitch-ass dude. I want to. I want to know about it. Well, I don't know. I've had second thoughts. I think I'll just leave Mitch ass dude as the handle, and I can go by Mitchell Cox. I'm not sure, but uh, anyways, uh, I'm excited to start podcasting. Yeah, excited to be here anytime you'll have me. Definitely can't wait to talk to a bunch of my friends on there and put up episodes and shit, for sure. Yeah. So what are, what are you going to talk about? Uh, and that's the, that's the tough thing about it because it's not really going to be about one certain thing. I'd probably are. interview people like if I can get any like local, I don't know, artists or even like rappers. Even I talked to Tay. Tay said he'll come on and I'll interview him because he's getting back into music. Okay, so that's cool. I already got a couple people that said they would uh, come on with me. So you know, uh, doing the comedy thing. A lot of just general, like, other medium artists mm-hmm. are always getting involved. And like I say, I got that piece that I love from a guy that's, you know, in the in the art scene. And, yeah, man, that's uh, that'd be a good thing. Probably, probably it all intertwines a lot. Like, there's these mixed medium open mics that you can go to. Yeah. It'll be, like, people with paintings, poets, and rappers, and comedians. Cultural soup. Ooh, yeah. Dip your toes in it. <laughs> Have a freaky person lick the lick it off. Go pick me up a baguette and roll through to the cultural soup fest. <laughs> it sounds dope for real. I'd go. Yeah. Um, time, I'd like to get into stand up, but like honestly, it's just so hard to come up with jokes. Dude. A lot. I know a lot of the funniest stuff I do is just sitting around hanging out. I'm not really like a thinker when it comes to making up jokes i don't have that creativity button you just gotta whenever you laugh you know what i'm saying like whatever makes you laugh write it down and then you can build off of that you know tonight i did an open mic uh ran ran one at the at happy times and i stole your joke hey you can take that and trademark it yeah that was uh, a that can be a gift the season's almost over but it, it went resoundingly well dude use it every time you can even like till christmas you know like a couple months ago halloween blah 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 oh yeah (laughs) dude i love that shit so i think i already mentioned it on the last podcast then pull it back up come august september yeah (laughs) put it back in rotation right yeah you definitely got a knack for it dude you just uh you know gotta play with it i mean it definitely boosted my confidence for a good 48 hours. Like, it was almost like a little hit of, like, some type man. of serotonin type. I don't know. It made me feel really good for about 48 hours that I could get up there even for three, four minutes and yeah, make yeah. a room full of people laugh. I mean, the you don't want to go into comedy with, like, okay, this is going to be career. Like, me, if, if I get paid some to do this great but it's fun it is fun it's it's a release it's and i mean it it's a natural thing for some people and others it's not but if it's a natural thing for you why not make it a hobby yeah facts definitely uh i got into listening to podcasts about two years ago and uh it's definitely been a hobby just listening and now like being able to like create and help. It's like, it's real cool. I can't wait to see where it goes for real. I mean, yeah, you know, got all the tools together now, uh, here at this place and, and you know, you're welcome to my shit anytime. We have a lot of fun here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I appreciate that. And I love you cuz (laughs) I love you too, man. Um, you know, it, it's it's crazy uh, how far all of this has just, like, happened in, like, the last five years of my life. Of, you know, 
last year and a half of doing comedy. And what really sucks is this whole pandemic and everything. Like, mm-hmm. it took so long to get the ball. I'm so ready for this shit to be over with so I can spread my wings and fucking fly, man. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I can do my own shows. I got the equipment now, like, to to do big rooms if I need. Just ready to put it to work. I'm ready to be busy, man. Like, oh god, the the pandemic has definitely uh, stopped a lot of things in their tracks, and the I think it sucks that everything that's happening and like uh, even like Asher's school, my son's school, is like he's definitely more behind than he would be. It's hurting. It's hurting our children bad for real. I mean, you know, this is going on quite a while now nearly a year i mean nine nine months this is day 300 and some odd of the pandemic i saw recently um because you know it started in it started a, a year ago in china well yeah i mean you've you've heard of you know, i believe the the coronavirus was probably here before they started making a deal of it in january february I've I've heard as early as November in California and, and Oregon. That's what I would expect, honestly. It's wild, dude, and and it's almost November again, and I don't see how we're going to recover from this. Like, it, it maybe maybe it's going to be one of those things where after the election, everything just poof. Goes away. That's that's a theory. Some people would call it a conspiracy. Yeah, but people are dying though. No, definitely. Yeah, no, I'm not saying to say it's not real or anything, but uh, I I think some of it might be seeing like how far media influence and like world leader influence can push something. But like, it's not like it might not be a super evil thing either. And like that's where your head goes anytime you get theories flying around is that it's some type of power grab or control issue. No, because you gotta realize there's a lot of dumbass people in power. Definitely. And sure, they may have a great suit and a and a fine demeanor in and family family ties overall. <laughs> uh, with the Hunter Biden cocaine <laughs> China, do you hear all this shit? Crack cocaine yeah. in China. Yeah on in our name mitch mcconnell his wife is get him his family her family has been busted for bringing in cocaine by the the the, uh what is it called when you're talking no no i'm saying like metric ton (laughs) no yeah yeah i think a ton is a ton they just have a different measurement for it in kilograms yeah and a ton is universal. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Enough, enough, enough for our old friend Brandon. Have a good night. Uh, Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> Scarface type. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, I think it was. I don't know. I'm probably talking out of my ass. Here. I need no. to like fact check. No, 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 talking, no. But I do know for a fact that Elaine Chow's family runs. A shipping or ran a shipping industry, and I'm a complete dumbass, but they they had a ship that got busted with tons and tons of cocaine, and as it went pretty far up the chain of who knew what was going on, and not much happened with it. So my question to uh, about this topic to you is: Do you think it was for personal use, or do you think no, 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 it no. was war on it was, it was war on drugs type? I mean, we're talking like shipping containers worth of cocaine. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> like like class A CDL eighty thousand pound gross value weight truck yeah. cocaine. That that's some dirty Nixon type shit for real. Um <laughs> I, I could get going about that, the, but the, you the know plane that went yeah. CIA planes that have gone down with cocaine on them. They got tied to the Clintons. See, that's the thing, like I I'll I'm out there with blatantly hating Trump, and but I do know that it's two wings of the same bird. 
Every right and left are completely fucked. Every decent morale wise, every decent every decent person that's intelligent is middle ground. There shouldn't be any leftist or rightist for real. If you're no, and and, and it's all goes both ways. But, exactly. But I think there's one of the extremes that is more harmful to the country right now. For sure. Now, the hyper progressive shit. And that's real quick. Let me let me finish the morality thing real quick. Yeah. My bad. Um, so like my whole thing is like, you know, and I said logical, but it's not. It's strictly like monetary capitalism type logical. Like you know, if you're red, you're you're more worried about money than human lives. Correct? Would yes. you say that? Yeah. Yeah, so pretty much if you don't want people, your fellow U.S. citizens, who I look at as every one of us, my brother or sister, unless you're trans, I'm sorry, I don't know all those, so <laughs> I'm down with LBGTQ also. Um, but if you're not my brother or sister or X, Y, then like, I'm sorry, I messed up. I'm pretty much saying like, don't go it, too deep in the pool. I know. <laughs> Don't drown. <laughs> I'm still a rookie. Bear with me, y'all. Um, so pretty much if you don't want your fellow citizens to die, you have to be a leftist. You have to be blue, right? Yeah. I mean, and, like, the way I see it is if you looked at progressives in the 1800s, how crazy it was that they wanted to use electricity and, uh, you know, yeah. Um, believe in bacteria. That was progressive back in the day. Yeah. I don't want to get left behind. I understand that some of this shit is crazy with, you know, um, the PC culture. I, I'm truly worried that people won't accept jokes for jokes anymore. Like, especially when it comes to language and things like that. Because especially if you're poking fun at something... It's sarcastic. It's it's not meant to be taken literal. It's literally poking fun at can you believe people would say these things and stuff like that. Well, honestly, those kind of people are wrong anyways because, I mean, number one, freedom of speech. But, like, secondly, everything is perception. You don't have to perceive anything I'm saying. If it offends you, just don't listen to it, you know? Yeah. Like, why do you even keep that in your mind? As somebody that, like, needs Buddhism, you know? Like, everything's temporary. Move on, dude. I do wish uh, my drug dealers would stop using the N-word because they're white, but... I mean, <laughs> I've had personal conversations with you about this. I, I hate that I grew up thinking it was okay to, like... Oh, dude. Just blared yeah, out anywhere. What, yeah. What was that? It was just slang and how we grew up. Yeah, is weird. Because, like, you talk to people in other parts of the country, and they're like, no way. But for for whatever reason. My group of inner, well, suburban white kids just oh, ran around the neighborhood using it every other word two times yeah. in a sentence type. I'm not going to call anybody out, but somebody that we grew up with recently posted on Facebook, you know, they were dropping the N-word. And, you know, with the A, of course, they they aren't racist like oh, that. Oh, yeah, no, none of our friends use the hard R. If we did, we beat their ass. <laughs> but. That's unacceptable. Absolutely. But, you know, he got called out on it. And um, he was like, man, you know, we grew up in the hood. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you lived in a split-story $180,000 house. Man, like, your dad made 70000 a year. <laughs> the hood? I mean, granted, family life was still rough for dude, but I mean, that doesn't make his whole neighborhood the hood. Everybody takes on abuse of one way or another. Facts. Nobody's perfect. Almost almost makes me sick when I look at those perfect families uh, with jealousy, but I, I've you know outgrown that. There is an equal equal uh, good and bad flow to everything. You know, if you, I'm sure if if we ever make it, you know, really good, we're we're still gonna have downs, huge downs in our life, even if they're not like because I know the biggest in mine right now are probably financially, but like as soon as that goes away. 
there's going to be an, another, there's going to be balance. You're not just going to get rid of the bad times. No. No, there's always somebody close to you that can die. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> that will, I mean. We're all heading for it. Everything is temporary. Don't attach yourself to this life or this body or your feelings. That's hard. That's hard, man. I, I've been in really deep tough. places, too. And I, I've been able to dissociate a little bit. Playing around with stuff, but still, when when you come back and, and settle in for a while, it's hard not to Ooh. regain those attachments. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all want to see me take a spill? <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I've been studying Buddhism for, I don't know, three or four months. And that's like one of the biggest things that's helped me recently is just... Like, just because I say you're cutting the attachment, that doesn't mean it doesn't mean something to you. You get what I'm saying? Like, it still means something. Like, for instance, your attachments in life are the root of your suffering. Without your attachment, your want to hold on to whatever, there is no suffering. Have you broken from it? No. I'm trying. And it's definitely working a lot of the time. But there are times when I don't realize what I'm doing in the moment because emotion runs wild, you know? Gotta, that's probably my, my one that I'm worst at is cutting my attachment to my emotion because my emotion just runs rampant sometimes. Yeah. I'm one of those people that, like, during a really good movie, I have, like, constant stream of now, I looked this up, and again, I'm ignorant and stupid, but there, there's this reaction that some people have when, when they have all the auditory stimulus going on, all the visual, and then you, you know, there's a story that you're really involved with, and it's just so much that you literally like, it's almost like you're on acid, you know, how you get the drip of tears on acid, mm-hmm. it, it's that that same there's, there's so much euphoria going on in my brain that like, yeah and that's all emotion man yep. i'm a very emotional dude which i think puts me in you know in good standing with with doing comedy and things like that i think everyone is very emotional it's just some people do better of like covering it up because we're yeah, all emotional beings alive. a lot of people do it though especially a lot of people like uh maybe our fathers or like the next generations ahead of us. Like, I feel like that's like way more of a common thing that nobody accepts their emotions. They just grit and bear. Yeah, literally. And like, whenever I was saying like, cut your attachment to your emotion, like, I don't know, I guess it's not really like kind of doing that and like grit and bearing through it, just dusting it up under the rug. It's like just being with it and knowing that it's there. But like, don't react in destructive ways because of it, you know? I'm going to throw us a curve. And that was, like, totally, like, pinpointed on, like, what I was going through, you know? Like, or what I do go through, rather, because it's ever everlasting. It's this this stupid monkey brain. Yeah. (laughs) What I I just kind of realized is I think that if we could bring back people, like, okay, in the past generations, the further back you go, the more they've had to, like, kind of suppress those emotions and shit to survive. I think that if we brought back just a couple people from, like, the 1700s, they would kick all of our asses. Like, it was definitely a different time then, so uh, people were more... I you might know, have to used, fight a bear today. You were more <laughs> you know used to like fighting for your life than in this comfortable type society where you don't ever have to fend off a predator. You never have to fend off a predator. Maybe one out of like what a million people have to fight off an actual predator. Like you look at somebody sideways in the woods and you're dead. They'll just kill you. Like I ain't taking no chance. Or maybe they just look at you like you're an easy meal because it's like times Whoa, like cannibalism? that. Cannibalism? 
I mean, if I'm not talking about 1700s, but you go far back enough, there was definitely people eating people. There's people still eating people today in like the hidden tribes that nobody can mess with because they want to kill you and eat you. That <laughs> Grand Sentinel Island, Island or whatever that is off Indian yeah. shit. There's a lot of them. Some in the Amazon. Save, save somebody and that was you know a good meal. It was really White cool. Meat. I saw this meme the other day. Meme culture is just the best. But uh, I saw this meme the other day. It was like, you remember those that tribe in the Amazon that like anytime anybody comes towards their island, they shoot shoot arrows and try to kill you. I bet they don't have COVID. Like God bless them. And I was just like, dude, that'd be so beautiful if like you never had to worry about like the outside world or disease no, or see, like here's the problem, other people coming in to kill you. Like that's almost like one of the most purest forms of life in society. A lot of those have recently been wiped out because of yeah, being introduced to diseases that we're used to fighting and they're not. No way. Yeah. Oof. That sucks. Like smallpox and shit like that yeah. that we've been vaccinated for. Oh, so you're talking about the tribes that actually let people in. No, I'm saying like a lot of those have failed because like in South America, there's a lot of expansion and, and logging and, and things oh, yeah. like that going on. So, we've destroyed yeah. over half the Amazon already. Didn't you you said something earlier that perplexed me about humans? Do we create or destroy more? So let are, me are humans better at creation or destruction? Yeah, elaborate on that. What are your feelings? I'd say right now it's creation, definitely because of technological advances and like. Oh my God, you show technology to somebody that was around a thousand years ago, like modern technology, their head is going to explode. <laughs> you know, like it's impossible to think of when you think about where we came from whenever we returned into what are we now, Homo sapiens? Whenever we like humankind first began, like how far we have literally come from then, from the cavemen and the caves, you know. Like, it's ridiculous. Dude, anything is possible. If we could do that, if we could do that, anything is possible. So, like... Well, I mean, humans were lucky to survive anyways. There's been a few as, like, 30 left in existence in the world. And we've mm-hmm. pulled ourselves back from the brink of extinction more than once. I could see why. <laughs> I could see why. <laughs> And, you know, it's not like we didn't, it, we could have had fairly developed societies back in those days before that happened, which is the crazy part to think about. Do you think there were any ancient civilizations in the world that, like, maybe figured stuff out before everybody else did or were cut off and just had, like, high advanced technology and then bounced? And maybe that's who we think aliens are? I don't know. I'm curious about these travelers. Like, you go to South America, you go to the middle of Russia, you go to India, China. Uh, a lot of these places where there's these large ancient constructions, mostly pyramids. Um, that one in India is crazy. And you see they all have the square box with a handle like a bag that they're carrying, and it's always the same bag. Are you talking about the one in India that had the emerald tablet in it? No, no I don't know what one? that is. Oh, okay. Well, keep going with yours, my bad. No, they they like um, in Egyptian hieroglyphs. Um, there's this um, site that's been found, Gobekli Tepe, which is mm-hmm. near Turkey, I believe. Yeah. The, the, they had to dig it out because it was all underground. That's the oldest, uh, like, structures we've found so right. far. And um, along the uh, South American mountains, not the, is it the Andes? There's yeah. the Incans. Um, they, they were predated the Aztecs by a lot. Mm-hmm. And those Incans, they have this same, it's, Oh, it's a square box that somebody's carrying with just a half-loop handle. And it's always somebody bringing this box and the stories to the people to help them flourish in society. Hmm. And so what is that? Why is it around 
all of these different sites, you know, what what's what's the story? I mean, if you asked me for a fact, somebody definitely helped our early civilizations out. That's what I'm saying. Definitely and for a fact, whether if it was a human being or a human-like being that was from somewhere else, such as the Anunnaki. Yeah. <laughs> I, I firmly believe that it was other humans. I think yeah. we're the time travelers. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, time travel. Yeah. Um, there's been a recent new formula that so far uh, seems that time travel forwards and backwards should be technically possible. Um, you know, time is is all time is affected by all time all the time all time is happening right now yeah so you five minutes in the future affects you 20 minutes in the past like you 20 minutes in the past influences you a year in the future like you a year in the future influences you five years in the past Mm -hmm. it's insane and that's why I feel like manifestation <laughs> is real. Because if you can manipulate something into your life, if you have this timeline that I mean, it's constant transition, transition back and forth, it's, it's, it's ever-changing, why can you not influence that? Do you think time travel's been done before now? Like, clearly, like, somebody went back. But, like, do you think somebody, like, At this in, point, our time, in our time had created time of travel? Technology? No. But I wouldn't doubt that we've had visitors from the future. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's almost pretty much confirmed. That, like, sometime in our timeline as a species, there's been a visitor from the future. What I'm saying, okay, I guess you did answer me on that. So you don't think anybody's completed it, like the base, what you have to do to like no, get I that time traveler right, from the future. Right. Okay. Uh, I think there could have been, but like we would never know because like they wouldn't be here; they'd be gone or lost in the infinite time loop somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> if they messed up good enough. I don't know, man. Think about how scary that would be, like, if you hit the button and then you immediately know that you just fucked up. And, like, where am I going? Am I going to be stuck? And then, like, would that be worse than death? I don't know. I think you're in a family episode right now. I just had to take it somewhere. You stand on your little time travel pod and, like... Yeah, you get stuck in purgatory. Yeah. (laughs) You have Brian. Time doesn't move at all, so you don't die. (laughs) God, one second must feel like a million years. A million years must feel like a second. My head explodes on spot. Man, I want to die. Okay, um, but what do you want to live a long time? What do you think? Are humans more creative or destructive? Well, well, rather better. We're the only, the next closest animal to changing their environment is the beaver. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew they were up there. Yeah, because they make dams. But they do it in a positive way. I don't know, man. I think it's a cycle. I think it's, uh, sway, I think it's, you know, um, Yin and yang, I think it's 50-50. It's it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Everything is has a balance. Yeah. Nothing matters, but everything matters. I like the duality to shit. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's always a completely different way to look at things. Like and it's all perspective, yeah. 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 Evil isn't evil. It's just a different way somebody chose to live their life, but... I still fucking hate that evil. Evil's just a filter. What's evil to me might not be evil to you, and vice versa. Yeah. Fucked up shit. And, like, 
even the evil things, they aren't doing it to be evil. <laughs> you know? This like, is why people would never get along, I think. <laughs> like, <laughs> perception is so varied, yeah. Yeah, my perception's changed a lot since I started studying Buddhism alone. I don't know. I think we'll need to somehow integrate with the computers in a singularity to really, like, perform and achieve into a perfect society. And then everything restarts again because we make a program and we're on a simulation. Ta-da. You have broken the simulation. Um I'm kind of scared of singularity, honestly. Uh, I think it will happen probably in the next 25 years. I'm giving it a 25-year like maximum singularity type thing because I know AI is about to take off. So like as soon as AI takes off within the next five years or so, like it's really limitless then because then it's not monkeys creating technology, it's technology creating technology. And think about how intense and insane that's going to be. For our society to live on past our destruction of this planet, we are definitely going to have to have a lot of help from the AI and all that. Like, think we'll ever go full Terminator? I mean, we pretty much are. You know, there's people with prosthetics. There's a... <laughs> no, I'm saying that's a, that's a machine of sorts, especially if it's a <laughs> hand with all the joints and stuff in it. Yeah, no, that's cyborg. Right. Am I wrong? I'm just, no, I'm, I'm you think about Timmy, Tim, Tom, is it Timmy Nutgrass, the prosthetic man? That's who I always think about when I bring up prosthetics. No. Shout out Timmy Nutgrass from the lake. <laughs> I'm not going to be scared of every dude walking down the street with no hand. No, I'm not talking about that. I mean, uh, where, so. Where, where, where we have to have this epic battle against technology. Um, yeah. I have funny moments like that, don't I? <laughs> but let me finish off that for that part anyway, since we were already there. I mean, we're pretty much already cyborgs, right? We all have a cell phone. We all, like, know some of people with prosthetic limbs. Like, there's artificial organs being made, isn't there? Did I hear about an artificial oh, heart? Yeah, yeah, dude. You can, you can take stem cells and make anything. Dude, we're almost artificial life forms at this point, you know? But uh, the rich people that can afford the shit are definitely shout out Elon. I am just a sack of meat. Yeah, with a, with a, with a really smart box in your pocket. <laughs> she said, um, "No, man, she uh, got that dumb dumb box." What are you talking about, <laughs> bro? Um, but hold on, let's let's get back to what you were on. Um, do I think there will ever be a human versus technology war? Like winner take all. That's probably. I take that back. That might be worst case scenario. But because I know that there's so much more, like computers are so much more advanced than my brain is, there might be a different type of thing that they're going to try to take power and it could be worse than like a winner take all war, you know, like slavery or like, I don't know. That's like I, the I first place that I. I think nah, me neither. I think when it becomes sentient and it wants to do its own thing, first thing it's going to do is launch all the nukes. <laughs> it might do that, but it might do that on its way to what I think it'll do, which is like go and like find a giant hunk of metal in space and then giant Glob of water. It's just space. like calculating, for like what is like the most uh, materials and expand. Yeah, what's the most material rock I can find out there with the all the special things that I need? I mean, some planets it rains diamonds. That's intense. Yeah. You see, somebody said they saw a large craft in Saturn's rings. You know, that's actually been. Um, Debunked? No, oh, okay. no, not debunked. But I mean, I'm sure somebody. But I mean, no, it was pretty large. Like on their picture they had from their telescope, like you could see it on a like whole strand of a, a color of the ring. You know, so I guess that's like a ring itself. Yeah, it was like crossing a whole strand of a ring. So like, 
That's pretty fucking big. That's probably like as wide as our moon or something, you know? Like, There's been old lore in human history that states that basically there's a wormhole gateway there where you speak what? of on Saturn's rings. No way. You know, the rings aren't even that old. What? The rings, uh, humans have been around before the rings. No. Yeah. That's crazy. What are they composed of? Gases? Ice. Ice. Yeah, ice, rock, gases. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Crazy shit, dude. That is crazy. I never they even... They estimate. But, I mean... Like... I want to know where they get some of these uh, estimations from carbon dating and shit. You know what I mean? Like... Carbon dating is pretty intense. Like the thought of it, just like taking a part of something to see how old it is. How would you even like, who's the person that invented carbon dating? They need like the Nobel pre uh, Nobel science prize and technology prize for like the next 20 years. That's always been on my mind. Like Google that shit probably, you know? Well, yeah, but man, Uh, it's to do with, um, Half-lives, radioactivity, shit like that, like... Frequency? Yeah. (laughs) That'd be crazy. They, like, broke into the matrix. You're right. They broke into the matrix, and it's like, let me just type in the frequency of this, and I can get all the, like, specs on it. That's a way. Uh Shout-out CIA. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done with the shout-out stuff, dude. I was just... I thought it was funny the first podcast, and I've been doing it still. Shout out Ojo's shout outs. Yo. You should just have a shout out show. <laughs> That'll be the first one. Shout out to everyone that inspired me for this. And I'll name off everybody's podcast that I watch. You, like my family, my my dog, <laughs> Corey Tucker. Corey shout Tucker has shout a podcast. Out, shout out Corey Tucker. Does uh, he really? No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was talking about all the people that inspired me. Oh. How does he, how does Corey Tucker inspire you? Man, Corey was a really good friend for a long time. I love that dude for real, and I hope he, like, does really good for him and his family. In all reality, I don't have any bad blood towards almost anyone in life anymore. And that's another thing that Buddhism taught me. Let go of that shit, dude. All it's doing is causing, like, internal problems for me in the end. See, I, I like, just drop people. I feel like like aren't worth the... Mm-hmm. And I don't even like doing that, honestly. Because, like, I just feel like I should love every life form. Maybe I've done too many psychedelics. But, like, love is taking over. Everything that I care about is has to do with love. Love is all that matters. Not everything has loved me. I've had some trees that were really mean to me when I was on mushrooms. So, fuck those trees. I feel that. We're we're going to kill him in the end, so it don't they matter. They screamed at me, bro. Like, I didn't do nothing. Uh, did you eat five grams and go sit under the trees? No, I ate some old acid. <laughs> That's what happened. I ate some old acid, and it took, like, eight hours to kick. What? Swear to God. Like, I was pissed. Six, six eight hours, something. You were at work the next day, and it's just like, oh, no. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no. It kicked in like 5 a.m. And my mom woke up at 7 a.m. And was so happy that I was up early. So she asked me to help her build a bed. So I built a uh, bed with my mom while I was tripping balls. (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff. Love you, Mom. (laughs) Shout out, Cheryl. Love you, Aunt Sis. So, like, I started wearing my wedding ring like that because it don't fit on my ring finger. And I saw David Blaine wearing a thumb ring, so I was like, dude, David Blaine's the shit. Why don't I want to wear a thumb ring? And, like, I force it on there. <laughs> it really hurts going over the knuckle like, sometimes. Like one of his magic tricks. <laughs> like, watch this. <laughs> he tears off his finger. It's bleeding everywhere. He's like, no, no, it's good. <laughs> Where's my finger skin? It's in your ear. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Chris Angel. 
<laughs> Speaking of David Blaine, uh, did you see his most recent thing where he rode the balloons up into the sky? No, I didn't see. That. It's pretty in- like all right. It's pretty interesting. All you need to really watch is like he had a harness, right? Didn't he have a safety um, harness? No, it was actually more of like a release type thing because you know you can't sit there and hold for hours on end by That's your shoulder. What I wanted him to do. <laughs> to me, I don't know why he wanted to risk his life. So but much. if he wouldn't have made it to five thousand feet, he said there was no way that he could have pulled the parachute in time to like save himself. So he would have smacked. That's kind of hardcore, like. Dude, but anyways, all you need to watch of it really is like the takeoff, and then like his descent because he gets up to like twenty four thousand feet, and then his descent is like really intense for a second. When he lets go, it's like he's under control, and then he just loses it and starts whiplashing in the air. Like (laughs) you could imagine a body flying from like five miles up in the air, and like how much pressure that would be. And and I don't know. he had to roll over at one point, right? At the end? I think so. He he I, caught it and saved it, though. That shit could have been manufactured. I wouldn't put it past him. To manu- really? To be really good at... I thought David Blaine was the best ever, honestly. Almost Houdini. I, I could see him, though, spicing it up by making it look like he's out of control for a bit. Like, oh, oh, yeah. And then catch himself. He's a showman like that, yeah. Yeah. He likes to sure. fuck with people. I love David Blaine. It's like when you're fucking a girl and you're like, oh, oh, I'm coming. And she's like, oh, God, no. And then you pull out and just kidding. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I didn't get it. <laughs> but it was funny. Showmanship, man. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I got you. <laughs> a trick. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> Oh, oh man! I totally fucking ruined the episode. There. No, you're good, uh, dude. This this is actually really fun. I hate that we're gonna have to cut it off as soon as we are. Uh, do you believe we have free will? Absolutely. I believe we do to an extent, and like I think I think I think that we have. Free will in in the fact that we have millions of choices that we can make. I mean, and why aren't there billions? I can't say. It's just the way the universe works. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But every day we have millions of choices that we could make. I don't think that you know we have complete reign over our over our reality, but. Yeah, I believe there's always a choice, but the thing is why I don't think there's free will is that there is a choice. There's always a decision. You know, and that's kind of like contradictory in a way. But I don't know. And like the whole thing that you were talking about, uh we have limited choices. That's another reason why I don't think there's complete free will. There's free will to an extent. And like I guess that depends on what your perception is of like free will and choices. But there's always a choice with two or more options. And those options are usually limited to either your physical location or like your social status or even like uh, your power, whether it be I mean, yeah, wealth. Yeah, yeah. I don't have free will in the sense that I can't go... Neither of us could have ever been the president. Right. You know, you really can't be anything when you grow up. I couldn't have been a porn star. Like, I, you might be surprised there. (laughs) I think anybody can be a porn star just making OnlyFans. Hey, that's been blowing the hell up lately. Oh, yeah. About to make an Only Toes. Watch out for it. Dropping Thanksgiving 2020 only toes. Show you all the good feet stretches. Show you how far I can spread my toes and measure it from my big toe to my pinky toe. It's going to be good. Quality content. It'll be for free.
Until it's not, so sign up quick. <laughs> Two ninety nine a month gets you VIP. The feet fetish thing is hilarious. Like, I don't know what I, I hear. It's like because that's like supposed to be one of the dirtiest part of your feet, so that's what triggers some guy like that. Ooh, yeah, so dirty. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. Like my girl's toes are cute to me. I'm sure. Like it just depends on attraction. No, nah, I definitely have that, kissed him. Hold on, there was a pause there. I definitely have kissed him. Like I just I don't I don't suck on toes. I think I tried one time and I was, it's not for me. And she didn't like it either. She was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I'm just trying something. <laughs> 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 We're here for a good time, not a long time. You know? It's a short trip, people. Try so t- toe sucking at least once. My wife gets off soon. I'll let you know how it goes. Save it for the next pod. Save it for the second episode of uh, Life's a Mitch. Life's a Mitch, baby. So, what's your what's your honest opinions on that? On that title for my podcast? Life's a Mitch? I love it. I, I, I think it's actually fucking brilliant. I think it, I was just looking for something that was like pertaining to what it was going to be about. And it's pretty much all going to be about life. So why not life's a Mitch? I can't find a genre to put it in and like Spotify and anchor. So like shout out to anchor for giving me this opportunity, giving anybody the opportunity. If you want to start a podcast, go to anchor. Anchor is great. Yeah. I need to get on there and play with it more. Oh, thank you. I didn't know I had a cherry gun. Shout out to anchor. It'll drop your uh, podcast on a few different platforms. So, like, it's really convenient. Shout out Sugar Ray for putting us onto that. Shout out Sugar Ray. Good friend. New friend. Good friend to Eric. We'll see how he is to me. No, I'm just <laughs> my bad again, Shug, for smoking you out the other night on my first ever podcast appearance. 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 Yeah, man. Shug's a good dude. Helping me out with, with getting some content going. Definitely has his own ingenuity. He's a fucking hilarious human being. Like, very funny guy. You're a very fun guy. Yeah. I love fun guy. (laughs) That's the fungus among us. Yeah. I try try to keep it light, you know, but my mind also is... Takes me to the serious places a lot of times in life. I'm too serious, I feel like. But, like, maybe not as serious about certain things. I got priorities, you know. (laughs) I got an agenda. An agenda that I'm trying not to follow in one way and, like, create my own that wasn't a, a barrier or a limiting type agenda. Which is? Just break away from my normal patterns. I feel like everybody's trying to do that in some way or another. Yeah. Just break out of the mold. Really become... I'm trying to carve my own path. Become a whole... Yeah, become a whole manifestation of what makes you happy. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to be involved in in production and creation and and comedy and stuff. I just know I'm going to be involved in some way at some point. No, I choose. I I can manifest that at least. What's that uh, comedian dude's name that said he has that part for you in a show? Uh, Davey Wester. I can't wait to see the stuff that you all do. I know. You I'm excited to-, to hear stories about it from you. I'm excited to see the happening of it, like while it's happening, and like. Just what you're going through on it. Like, just got to see if it happens. <laughs> true. Let's knock on that wood. <laughs> no, man, something will definitely happen eventually. There's too many, too many uh, possibilities for it not to. Even if it's, like, not with him, which I hope it does happen with him. So I can go ahead and get you, get you rolling on that. But, I mean, even if it doesn't happen with him, 
I could see it for happening with us in the future. Yeah, absolutely. If not, like, just us, like, like our I group got, of homies, you know? I got stuff I want to do, like that front yard stories uh, uh, version of the podcast and, and you know, uh, various skits. And if we can get the ball rolling on anything, you know, the world's an oyster. There's options and all kinds of different little uh Niches that niche that we can. How do you say that, bro? Don't fucking ask me. For I always read it, it and I say niche, niche. kind of like touche, but niche. It's a niche. Is it a niche? Yeah, I hear it. niche. That's how I, I always hear it, but that's kind of like niche. It's kind of like how people from Bardstown, instead of Bethlehem, they say Bethlehem. What? It's just a country thing. Country people mispronouncing words just because it's got that twine. What's War, it? Worshclaw. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> what else? Let's get let's get on a little rant of those. Uh, I mean, shit. If you want to talk accents, my favorite's Boston. Park the car. <laughs> Go park the car. <laughs> my daddy used to say that all the time. Yeah. Whenever you would be parking, like I'm parking the car. <laughs> That's great. I always like the the Southern Twain accent the best, in my opinion. Everything else is just kind of cliche to me, I guess, just because it's not like well, it seems and that's authentic to you, right? Because that's what I've been around, right. I guess. So it's just I'm always looking for those in my mind, and whenever I hear one, I'll replay it like a few times. Just to like get myself a little chuckle in. I'm always looking for that little burst of serotonin. Patty's <laughs> gotta, gotta get his fix. Yeah. Hey, well, shit. I got a long day ahead of me. I'll be cutting it. Yeah, I'm going to be getting to, to Bama. Mm-hmm. Probably hang out from here for a bit. Uh, Dude, I can't wait to get on here again. I wish it wasn't ending. Yeah, almost an hour. We only hit two of our topics. <laughs> That's how great that conversation was going. Well, in, endless more uh, conversations to be had. Um, For with sure. With Mitch, Life's a Mitch. Check it out on, on all available Spotify and yeah, Anchor. Spotify and Anchor. No episodes up yet, so you can't, you can't watch it just yet. But uh, later this week, let's I say by Friday, by Friday I'll have one dropped. And you can look it up. And and I think honestly, just keeping it real between me and you, I think I think this would be a good uh, episode to bank for later, so that you can drop. Hmm. Well, let's just put it on yours. Okay. Let's just drop it on yours. All right. The Fizo Show. Well, shit, man, it's been fun, and thanks for coming out. Dude, thanks for having me. Love you, man. Love you.